0: Hello and welcome to the Brother Sister Show. My name is Livia and I host this show with my brother. Anthony. And you'll probably notice (laughs) it's a little bit better quality. I want to point it out. I I don't know if you would want me to point it out, but we're trying something different. So hopefully it'll sound good. And this probably means that Anthony put a lot more work into editing. So
1: props to you. I will. And... I'm actually excited to to edit this one and I'll, I'll let you know why later when we catch up but exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, so we host this show um we are siblings and we're <laughs> so bad at we're both so bad at introducing this podcast. But we so we're siblings and we love movies and that's how we keep in touch. Boom. There you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's and if you want to follow it.
0: us, follow us on Instagram at, at brother sister show and Twitter at bro sis show. Um, you can also join our discord. It's on the links of in those both both of those social medias. Oh God, I'm so bad at this. But yeah. Let us know what movies you want to watch. We usually pick them every week. But um, if you tell us a movie and it's available on a streaming service, then we'll watch it. So please let us know.
1: Yeah. And this episode is the social network. But before we get to that, what's up? What's new? What's popping?
0: I feel like it's getting harder and harder for me to distinguish between each week, like what's happening. Because I feel like we just recorded the last one. And even when I'm about to watch the movie, like I'm sitting down, I'm like, okay, I need to watch the movie for the podcast. I'll have to like think of what movie we're watching because <laughs> i have absolutely no recollection of what you said we were gonna watch and one day i feel like like i feel like next week i'm gonna watch the entirety of the social network and then like take notes and be ready and then you're like no we had to watch another movie and i'd be like fuck
1: and it'll be a movie that you picked so it'll be <laughs> yeah. even even funnier.
0: Um. So, yeah, so I don't really remember what I've watched, but one that stood out because it was actually a new release. And I've been waiting to see this movie for so long is called Relic. And it did not disappoint. Mom and dad <laughs> told me they didn't like it, but I loved it. It. have you seen it, Anthony?
1: No, but I heard that they didn't like it.
0: Yeah. And I mean. I see why mom, when mom texted me, I think she knows when she texts me certain things that I'll just call her right away. And I called her (laughs) and I guess her and dad guessed what I would tell them. And I did, I told them, I don't, I just don't think you got it or something like that. I I was like, I think, I don't think you understood it. And mom uh, said that she guessed I was going to say that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I heard, I didn't know if they had, told you that but I heard that before like they were talking <laughs> about they wanted to text you earlier but they didn't have time for a call so, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> don't mean to dox our parents but I mean it was like in the middle we'll of a uh, they were I don't know but yeah so I heard that that was funny
0: <laughs> but I, I loved it I think after I told them like what I thought it was about um, why I loved it and I think they start, I think they understand not, not that they didn't understand it but like I feel like maybe they understood why I understanding why I liked it a lot made them like it a little bit more than they did than they like originally did so I'm happy about that but I fucking loved it it was such a good I don't I'm trying to give like a little synopsis of it without giving anything away but it's basically a horror film that's an allegory for like dementia or Alzheimer's um and it just did it really well it did a lot of things so surprisingly it is a slow burn and I know that mom and dad like when I was watching it I knew that they wouldn't like how slow it was but to me it the payoff was really good I love the ending Um, yeah, I don't, I I think I'll talk, we can talk more in depth about it when it's not, it's like not even a week old. It came out like on Friday, I think. And when you've seen it, we'll talk a little bit more in depth.
1: What is it on? It's very good.
0: Um, I can send you (laughs) some coordinates.
1: Some coordinates. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mom, and dad, <laughs> Mom and dad always, <laughs> they always make fun of us when we talk, like the way that we talk in code sometimes.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, where'd you see that? Oh, you know, I just watched it. <laughs> I, uh, that's all you need to know is that I saw it. Okay.
0: Yeah. I. That That's all I'll disclose at this moment in time. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything else that I've watched other than YouTube videos. So, what have you seen?
1: You don't want to talk about those YouTube videos? I mean, we don't. Or I like mean, anything else? Um, have you, What's What's the status of of you moving in
0: oh, to moving your new out? apartment?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, moving out, moving in.
0: Oh yeah, we don't. We usually catch up. I'm just so used to us catching up with what we've watched, but I guess we can, like, update on certain things. But, yeah, so I I don't know if I mentioned that I signed the lease. I signed a lease on a new place, a a little bit better place. Um, And I'm going to move in the beginning of August, so I'm super excited. It's coming up, like, super soon. So I'm trying to get everything ready. Um,
1: Yeah, what's the address?
0: Um... (laughs) it is so, I'll just, so every,
1: just so everyone can help you move in yeah yeah, Not, yeah nothing else
0: oh yeah um I'll drop it in the discord so Ooh. join the discord and you can get my full address I'll do my social um and for select few I'll even what's the, another thing I'll, I'll
1: she'll fly you out yeah if you if you need to be f- f- floon
0: flown? Flown? flown. oh my god <laughs> floon <laughs> I God, got flu. So, I'm so glad the sound is so high def that everybody could hear how dumb that sounded. I Can said you it too loud. If we were on Skype, <laughs> and it probably would have just glitched out right at that moment, <laughs> and we would have missed that forever.
1: <laughs> no, it'll do that as well. I'll do it in post.
0: Oh, Okay, I do love that feel that ho- the homey, um, low budget feel of a uh, delay. Brother sister show. Yeah. Um I I will say one kind of funny story that I just told mom and dad um before we started recording. (laughs) I was getting a bunch of quotes for movers because I thought I wanted to do movers, but I'm trying to figure out what like what I want to do. So I sent a quote to this one website and it's like a well-known mover place, I think. And as soon as I sent the quote, I thought they would email me, but they called me. And so they called me. I answered and because it was an Austin number. And they were like, oh, how can I help you? Like, I called them and I was like, um, is <laughs> it <said>, uh, what? <laughs> and they were like, I said, oh, I, I, I think I'm you guys called me so I can get a quote. And he was like, OK, we'll switch you over. And then they switched what me that? over and I was waiting for them to switch me over. But I got another call. And so I like. I didn't want the quote really. So I just ended the call and answered, but they didn't switch me over. They just had somebody else call me, but they kept me on hold. It was so strange. But so then I was on the phone with this lady and she was like, obviously reading off of a script. It was really weird. And <laughs> she was just saying like, does that sound good? <laughs> like that kind of stuff. But yeah. then at the end of the call, I was like waiting for her to give me the quote. Cause she was like, Oh, I have a list of numbers and, I can give you, I just need a few things first. And I was like, okay, well, I should have hung up. I don't know why I stayed on this long, but, um, and then I I gave her like some information and she was saying, okay, and just so you know, um, we do require a deposit of a hundred dollars, which will be given back to you with like in your bill, like it'll be applied to your bill. And I said, okay, that's fine. And she was like, okay, so um, we can settle that now if you want to give me a credit card number. And I was like, I-, I wanted a quote. Like, why is all this happening for a fucking quote? Um, what and so I just told her, if I use y'all, I'll call y'all back. But I am not going to use them. So, yeah, I mean, I-, I guess if I wasn't paying attention, that's like a really smart way to do it. But it just felt – all of it felt so weird. And it did not feel like a place that I want to do business with because I can just imagine – the movers not showing up on time and me calling and they're like okay well let me switch you over to another and like keep switching me over and yeah it was just like a mess (laughs) so that's what it's like to move it's very fun you get to meet new people
1: yeah that's fun
0: well what about you aren't you i don't know if you want to start with that but you're moving too right how's that going
1: Yeah, I'm moving. We got pretty much everything. The only thing Kale and I can't find are sheets for a bed. (laughs) Queen sized, like nice sheets, like sheets that look good. All the sheets that we found that we both like, just they don't have it in the right size. or.
0: Where are you looking?
1: We've been to Ikea. We look online. Just go to Target. uh, Let me finish. We went to Target. Every single target, we've been to like three different targets. We went to the one, there's a nice target in New Braunfels. That's where we went. Nothing. Nothing, man.
0: I, y'all just sound picky.
1: Yeah, it might be that, but no, some of them are pretty ugly. But... Uh, what are y'all you know, looking we for much-
0: specifically?
1: Uh, Just stuff that goes well with the, we have a gray duvet cover oh my god so
0: just get like who cares just get any color
1: moving on <laughs> um <laughs> uh what else what else is new oh
0: with me? i got a computer
1: no. no 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 we're done with you man
0: oh, okay
1: <laughs> run to better things
0: well, I was, I was like racking my brain to find something new.
1: No, no, no. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it from here.
0: <laughs> okay. I computer. got a.
1: I got a computer. I got a desktop. I got a tower. They okay. I don't know. I was probably preaching to the wrong choir, but I didn't build it. I got a pre-built computer, so um, some people might be looking down on me. Like, damn, you didn't build your own. You didn't go through the process. You didn't make this from your own. I don't know. Whatever. I got everything that I wanted. My one of my old roommates, uh, helped me like pick the parts. And I the, the original plan was to to build it myself, but I just I don't deal with hardware. <laughs> I just can just
0: imagine much. like an actual gamer going to your place, seeing your computer. Like, <laughs> like touching it, looking at their finger and being like, just what I thought. No blood, no sweat and no fucking tears, you phony. Let's go, boys. And then all the other gamers that are in your apartment just leave.
1: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what will happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, I got exactly what I wanted for like 300 b- bucks cheaper. So, you know, it's whatever. It gets the job done. So I'm excited to edit on it. I got it to be like kind of a a versatile machine where I could play some games. I mean, I'm still going to get the new Xbox. I mean, don't get get me wrong. (laughs) But uh, if there are any games that I want to play on the PC, I could do that. Uh, Mainly do some editing. Mm. Video, audio, you name it. And some development stuff. So yeah, that's the biggest purchase I've ever made, so it was scary. But
0: mm. I mean, it's fun. It's what, cool. Like two hundred dollars. I'm excited just to kidding. to
1: put it to some real use. Yeah, yeah, one fifty. As far, that's pretty much it with just life internships coming up to the end. Got about three weeks left, so including this one. As far as what I've seen, I watched a lot of animated movies. And man, I was just, I just feel like I've been revisiting a lot of older things, just like feeling that nostalgia. Playing old video games is part of it. The main, the main thing I've been doing is watching, I watched The Incredibles 2 first because I was kinda of bored and was like, man, I haven't seen The Incredibles 2, probably since it was in theaters. So I watched that mm-hmm. and immediately had to watch The Incredibles, the first one. And that was like that held up surprisingly well. And
0: the sec or uh, the first one?
1: The first one. I mean the second one was like a couple years old, so it's fine. But the first one held up. It really did. I was very surprised. And and I don't know if you remember. I don't know if this is just something I made up. Was there an Incredibles video game that we played? Or that I played? Oh.
0: I know, no. Maybe.
1: For some reason, the beginning of that movie, whenever Mr. Incredible tackles that man who's trying to uh, jump from a building, and then he runs into that enemy Bond Voyage or Bomb Voyage. <laughs> Oh. That specifically, it just has it just reminds me of a video game. I was trying to do some research to find one, but I couldn't I couldn't.
0: I and I feel like I'm recovering a memory about it right like as we speak.
1: Yeah, that it's exactly how I felt while I was watching it. While I was while I while he said "Bon voyage." I just <laughs> like clicked something. I don't know. It was weird.
0: I do remember <laughs> that worm game do you remember that worms yeah the one where you like try to you have like different weapons or something yeah yeah and then I also remember the Willy Wonka game
1: oh my gosh man (laughs) that man forget that game I got stuck on one part and I just (laughs) never finished that never finished it
0: there you
1: go yeah and then I watched Ratatouille
0: i i think oh so you (laughs) i was like why did i talk about ratatouille this past week um because you had that tweet and you sent it to me before you were gonna tweet it from our instagram our um twitter and i was like i'm the absolute last person because i've seen that movie once and i don't remember anything about it
1: that that was my exact same thought before i decided to watch it It's like I really don't remember enough to do anything to like uh, to hold a conversation on it, you know, and that movie deserves to be talked about.
0: Is it that good? Because I feel like I hear people talk about it a lot where it's like one of the most underrated animated films. But like, is it because I don't remember like much about it. So is it really that memorable?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it's definitely pretty good. I wouldn't say it's better than The Incredibles or the second one, but it was okay.
0: Oh wait, I lied. I do have another thing I watched because Disney. Because you probably you watch on Disney Plus, no? Yeah. So I always forget that we have it, and so I was looking today because I was I like to have stuff playing while I'm, um. Watch Not watching. While I'm working. And I think I'm going like, to re-watch a lot of old Disney Channel movies. Because they're the perfect movies to watch when you don't want to pay attention to anything. And they're all so cheesy and dumb. And I love them so much.
1: Watch Ratatouille.
0: <laughs> so today I watched Cadet Kelly and I feel like they're the perfect movies. The Disney Channel movies are the perfect ones to watch. When you're working, because they're just so cheesy and dumb, and they just, they're, you don't need to pay attention to know what's happening because it's all nonsensical, anyways. Yeah. Like, Idea Kelly is my ratatouille.
1: You don't even remember a Ratatouille, so don't even <laughs> put disrespect on it, on Remy's name.
0: <sighs> Whatever.
1: All oh, right. and I also watched the, like, uh, Short film, or just the short in between, the one that covers—I don't know if you remember—in the first Incredibles, the they never really talk about what happens to the babysitter with Jack Jack. Oh yeah. Whenever it—it it, it was a short that covered that—that that little story arc, which is mm. funny. I liked it. I didn't know that that existed, but uh, it's on Disney Plus. Recommend it. Short little something. <laughs>
0: Good to know. All right, well, I have two movie news things. Do you have anything else? I got nothing. All right, so the first one is one that I know... I don't know if you read about, but I knew you would want to say something about it, but they're going to have a Batman TV show. Did you hear about
1: this? Yeah, yeah, I saw this. I, I know it's in the same universe, but how is it related? Did you... Did you look into it? I didn't look into it at all.
0: Not too much. I just found an article on Twitter and just saved it. But let me see. Gotham City is under construction and it's expanding. <laughs> Matt Reeves, who has already been handed, the t- has been handed the keys to the Bat Kingdom with the upcoming feature, The Batman, starting Rupert Pattinson, will get to further explore Gotham City alongside writer Terrence Winter on HBO Max. The series, which falls under Reeves' recent deal with Warner Brothers TV, is said to be the largest, be largely inspired by the critically acclaimed forty-issue comic series Gotham Central.
1: Okay. Oh, that'll be cool.
0: My Siri thought I was talking to her. Um, yeah, they don't. I think they didn't say much, but the the title of the article is "How a." how a the batman tv show could explore policing in today's climate Ooh. which interesting i mean i guess that's oh you know what show i need to watch that that reminded me of and the show that it keeps coming up with everything that's happening is watchmen
1: oh my gosh you haven't seen watchmen
0: no and now that like mom and dad changed their plan to hulu i don't have hbo anymore so I need to first get HBO.
1: You can, uh, you can watch it on that, on the Hulu thing.
0: No, but it's, so I guess I can talk about this on the podcast so people can know, but so Hulu has a live. It's called, I think it's called Hulu live where it's basically like what AT&T or Spectrum or Directv are doing now where they, um, you can get streaming along with watching live TV the thing that Hulu didn't say that's like a caveat to that, because I tried to have it with my parents. I live in Austin. They live in San Antonio is, oh, and this is going to go for you too, Anthony, when you move is that whenever they sign up for that, they put a location that they're at, which is their address.
1: Oh, you can
0: only use that. The services of Hulu live in that location. And so when I tried to log in, it asked me like, if I, if I wanted to change the location. So you can't you have to be within the same address. So when you move, it's not gonna work anymore.
1: You know, we'll talk about this more off air, but I think I just hearing that, I think I know a workaround.
0: I think I do too, but it's not it's not gonna work for Roku.
1: No. Oh, okay. We'll talk about it more off air.
0: Yeah. But I mean, we can explore it, but that is something to talk on on air, though, because we do. This is like rev- the only way that we can do this podcast is through a streaming service. So, I mean, if if somebody that has it knows a workaround that works on Roku and like everything, that would be cool. Um, but yeah. But anyways, from what I've heard, because I haven't seen Watchmen and I actually don't really know much about it, that it is a very political show.
1: Oh, so much so. So
0: that would be because when I first heard this Batman thing, I was like, I mean, that's like it's an important story to tell what's happening now, but like, is a comic book character the best way to do it? But from what people are saying, that maybe it is.
1: That that is very interesting. If they, I don't know, it, you just watch Watchmen if you haven't. It it does it gets extremely political and. It does it in a right way. I really like the way that they do it. I don't know about the right way, but I like the way that they do it.
0: I need to visit it. Maybe as soon as I get HBO back, I'll watch it.
1: Yeah, highly recommend.
0: All right. The next thing is from our chaotic king, Christopher Nolan. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the title of this um, article made me laugh a lot. Tenant likely to be delayed again because of coronavirus surge. Somebody predicted, an analyst predicted. Which, of fucking course, are you crazy? Right now it's set to open August 12th.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, what a loser. Alright. That's all I had for movie news. (laughs) I couldn't really find much because there's just like Just There's always so much going on And movies are the last thing on some people's mind So Yeah
1: Yeah I got nothing else
0: Alright so let's take a quick break And then we'll be back to talk about the social network
1: Hello Anthony here Did you guys know that I had a YouTube channel A personal YouTube channel Where I just post a bunch of nonsense Um Livia can attest to this Can't you Can't you Livia sure (laughs) but yeah uh if you're looking for a youtube channel that doesn't post regularly about once every i don't know whenever i want then (laughs) look me up on youtube uh i believe my name is matrev um fact check me on that (laughs) yeah fact check me on that uh if you can't, then that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but Yeah, that's it.:
0: As Harvard student Mark Zuckerberg creates the social networking site that would become known as Facebook, he is sued by the twins who claimed he stole their idea, and by the co-founder, who was later squeezed oh, who was later squeezed out of the business? Damn I had it. The social network was made in 2010. Directed by David Fincher, written by Aaron Sorkin, and based on the book by Ben Mesrich. Principal cast is Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, and Justin Timberlake. Estimated budget was at $40 million. Opening weekend, it made about $22 million, which was October 3rd, a day after my birthday. Um, in the U.S., it grossed about $96 million, and worldwide, it grossed about twenty t- two hundred twenty four million. I can never get through wow i can never get through those fucking numbers
1: that was rough man
0: i know it's It's okay
1: okay. (laughs) (laughs) it's not as bad as the ad
0: (laughs) no i like i like to humble myself so i'm glad that we keep these in whenever we mess up and we do it all the time um All right. For reception, it got seven point seven out of ten on IMDb, ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a ninety five percent on Metacritic. IMDb is (sighs) yeah.
1: What what the hell do they do?
0: I don't know. I think I wonder if because so for Rotten Tomatoes they have a they have a critic and then a um, audience score, which I like because I never look at the audience score because. They're never right, so I wonder if IMDb is always an audience score. Like, I I need to look more into how they measure this because they're fucking wild.
1: Yeah, that's that's lame. It might right. be it might be an audience. Maybe yeah, it is.
0: I have no idea. I've I don't even I I don't think I knew what Metacritic was until. I we started this podcast, or I've heard of it, but I've never really consistently looked at their numbers. But for me, they feel like the ones that are consistently along, like aligns with what I think. Yeah. All right, you ready? This is a long one. I did a lot of deep dives. Go for it. All right. So, well, first we start off with probably one of my favorite opening scenes of all time (laughs) for it just starts like right from i think even with the title cards of like the studios the dialogue just fucking starts um we start at a crowded bar we're focused on mark and his girlfriend erica um and it's really it's gonna be really hard throughout this entire movie to comment on every single thing that they talk about because the dialogue is just so fucking fast i think at a certain point i like tried to like at at least take some quotes, but at a certain point I just started to talk about more like themes and stuff because it's just so much. I love this movie, but it's a lot. Um, Yeah. And so at the beginning they're talking about finals clubs or final clubs, not finals clubs to which I asked myself, what is a final club? And I'm glad I did because I have the answer. Do you know what they are, Anthony? Did you ever, like, know what they were?
1: He talks about it in the movie. Yeah, I mean, but they, other don't really, than that- they
0: don't really go too in-depth, so I thought I would give us a little bit of history about them. Um, <clears throat> so for this, I went to the Harvard College Social Club Wiki- Wikipedia page. I was going to say Wikipedia. Um. And so according to that page, it says that these are split between gender inclusive clubs that are recognized by the college and unrecognized single gender clubs, which are subject to college, which are still subject to college sanctions. So if you think about these clubs, it's like, it's in two buckets. The one that they it's coed, they just let anybody in and then, well, not just anybody, but you know what I mean? And the next one, it's just male, just female. It's more restrictive, less inclusive. Um, the oldest one is dating back to 1791. And it was a, they're mostly all traditionally all male final clubs. So up until 1991, there were no all female final clubs at all. And then in 1984, Harvard actually severed ties with a lot of the final clubs because of their refusal to admit women. Um, and there's currently an ongoing lawsuit, or there's multiple lawsuits actually, against Harvard alleging that Harvard's policies against the single sex clubs were discriminatory, which is very funny to me. Um, oh, and actually, fun fact one of the clubs that were not recognized because they were all male and they were not inclusive of women. And people that don't identify as either is the phoenix sk club which is the one that is prominently featured in this movie oh so i mean if you couldn't tell from the party scene that it's just not a good scene <laughs> there you go there's your confirmation um and i don't know how you felt about mark at this moment but he's already so infuriating to me <laughs> because she's just trying to have a conversation with him and he's just so obsessed with coming off as, like, cool and, like, uh, I don't know. You know, like, he's, he just is talking about the guys that row crew. He's talking about these final clubs and he's just so annoying.
1: Yeah, he's a real jerk. And it's weird because I feel like my mind works as fast as that conversation, but mm. in... It would take me a million years to get To actually speak that fast But it, it felt that fast
0: I feel like so sometimes I do Sometimes on this podcast I feel like I speak really fast But like That's usually because I scripted it Like some of these notes is just I'm just reading verbatim what I wrote But whenever I'm pausing It's probably because I'm just trying to figure out What's coming out of my dumb brain Um, And so she (laughs) breaks up with him. And a little fun fact about this scene is that it it is eight pages long in the script. Damn. And I don't know if you know this about um, David Fincher, the director, but he's notorious for doing tons and tons of takes. Like, for example, this breakup scene alone, they had to do ninety nine takes of it.
1: Wow. That's so much money.
0: Yeah, and it's honestly kind of annoying. I don't understand. I mean, I've never directed something, so I guess take this with a grain of salt, but like 99 times. And like there's one scene later, I I think I read this and I don't know if I have this in the fun facts, but there's a scene where one of the twins that Army Hammer plays is taking a bite of a cheeseburger. I think it's when they're eating or something like in the lunch place cafeteria <laughs> I can not think of the word um, <laughs> and he had to do it because the guy takes so many takes he had to do it like so many times and he said that he started to get sick because I think at a certain point he like still was eating and that's one thing too <laughs> if you see an actor eating in a movie just know that they're either not eating at all they actually just like spit it out And they have spit buckets. It's disgusting. Did you know this?
1: I had no idea, but that's super interesting.
0: Yeah, because if you... Because, I mean, it's not... It's not... What's the word? It's not, like, unheard of to do multiple takes. Like, if we're doing a dinner scene, it's not unheard of to do, like, maybe five takes of it so you know you have something good. But to do it 99 times... And each time, that's why... They, the food that they have, they're usually – if you pay attention, they're usually just moving it around a bunch and they're not actually eating anything or if they do, you never see them actually swallow it and that's because they like – they have spit buckets on the side like that are not on screen that they spit into so that they don't eat it because if they eat it, if they're taking like filming a dinner scene like say the hereditary one, if they had to do that like 10 times to get the takes right, then they're eating that same meal 10 times. And it's even worse when you're in a show. That's why you like, that's why their plates are always almost full too.
1: That's, uh, that's so like, th- that costs so much money to get that much coverage.
0: Yeah. 99. I can't imagine. And at a certain point too, when you're on the like 98th take, <laughs> I feel like your heart sh- is not in it anymore. <laughs> I did take so there's so many good quotes in this movie and there's some that I wrote down I figured that you would have some Um, but I think one of my favorite one of the most iconic lines from this entire movie is what Erica says to Mark at the very end of their conversation she says you're going to go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you're a nerd and I want you to know from the bottom of my heart it will be because you're an asshole
1: yeah that hit man
0: So good, though, because I feel like he is one of those guys that would say, like, oh, girls don't want to date me because I intimidate them or I'm it's because I'm smart or it's because, like she said, I'm a nerd. But you're just a fucking asshole.
1: (laughs) He was, man. He was being annoying.
0: Yeah, because he kept telling her, like, well, you don't need to study. And she was like, why do you keep saying that? And he said, because you go to BU. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then so after that he leaves after she breaks up with him and that's when the score starts to come in and this is I I figured you'd have more to say about it but this is probably my favorite scores in any movie of
1: all time it's wild because I looked I got—I mean I think like you said the score is coming in and I think this is I don't know if this was on purpose but they showed one of the one of the people who worked on it on this who helped compose it. One of them is Trent Reznor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's that sounds so familiar. Do you know who that is?
0: Oh, he was in a band and he does score for a lot of play, like different things. I think he did the score for
1: Watchmen. I I'm not sure about that, but probably uh but he's in 9 inch nails which yeah. is like what? I had no idea. Like in the name looks so familiar. I had to look it up on Spotify. He's worked on Gone Girl, um another Fincher Classic Juno as well. Oh wait. Not Juno, not the right Juno. He has a song named Juno. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, and it's also not just him. It's him, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. That's usually that's who works together. But yes, they also did the score for Watchmen.
1: That's wild. They're, it's so good.
0: They're Every, among my favorites. Is their stuff?
1: Yeah, it's hard to be Hans Zimmer, but they're 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 really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for like more more of a contemporary one that I love. Because like you said, he did, He does a lot of David Fincher ones like Gone Girl, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Waves was a good one. Mid-90s. Um, I'm trying to find other ones. Yeah. Some more recent ones that we haven't seen. But yeah, they do amazing work. That score is so fucking good. I remember I used it for a project one year. I think the year it came out, I used it for a project where I had to do a video about... One like that one cult where they um, like they all dro- they all drink the Kool-Aid like that where that comes from. I think Jonestown is what it was. I had to do a project on them like a video project. And I used the score <laughs> as like background because it's there's one song in particular. I don't remember what which one it is, but it's so creepy. And so it's perfect.
1: I would love to use some of any of these songs in my YouTube channel cut to that again <laughs>
0: oh god play it again don't it was so fun. good the first time we <laughs> did
1: it again yeah man it's, it's really good it fits so well half of the time you can barely tell it's there it just it's part of the movie it's just in the fabric it's so good
0: I have—I think I have a note in a, in a later scene of one of the songs I don't maybe I don't I don't know we'll see When we get there. (laughs) Um, I do want to take some time, though, to talk about Jesse Eisenberg, the king himself. Yeah. Um, I have a few fun facts about him, about his research in being Mark Zuckerberg. Um, So as as part of his research, Jesse Eisenberg read a copy of Mark Zuckerberg's college application. Zuckerberg's essay focused on his love of fencing. So Eisenberg took a couple of... Lessons. he quickly realized it affected his posture and the way he moved and applied that knowledge to his portrayal of the character.
1: That's pretty interesting.
0: And he does have a very specific way. Like when I read that, I think I read that at the beginning of the movie or maybe towards the middle and I started to pay attention to the way he would walk and sit. And it is, you can like kind of tell it is a little bit different than like any other movie you've seen Jesse Eisenberg in.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if this is just like it kind of speaks to the whole like programmer uh like stereotype and a lot of the the software developers or programmers that I've met are in in a way they share that like characteristic where they're very particular about um not necessarily everything but some things they are very particular with it and it makes a lot of sense just with the the job Well, speaking of
0: that, actually, that kind of nicely goes into my next note about Jesse Eisenberg. Um, So Jesse is actually diagnosed with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. And in an interview, he said that one of the hardest things about the role was having to deliberately speak and behave in a manner that he had struggled against in his own personal like or in his own personality his entire life. So,
1: yeah, that's (laughs) interesting.
0: I read another thing too. It's kind of it's I don't really like the whole like diagnosing people with stuff especially based on a movie. But I did read in one of the fun facts. I didn't include it, but I can mention it now that um Temple Grandin, Grandin, I think that's her name, where she's um a prominent, I think oh god, I, I shouldn't. I don't know exactly what she does, but she is she's like a prominent figure especially in the autistic community and she did say after watching this movie That she did see a lot of, uh, like the way that Jesse Eisenberg plays Mark Zuckerberg, it it does show a lot of um, tendencies that somebody with Asperger's has. So I thought that was interesting, Uh and not to say like to diagnose him with anything, that's just an interesting comment that I found. Yeah, that is, and it would be hard, like like you like it said in the note, like it would be hard with somebody that is already diagnosed with being like trying to fight against those like compulsive. tendencies to like play into it i wonder how he got out of that interesting
1: especially after uh, 99 takes of
0: oh my god right (laughs) oh i didn't even think of that holy shit that that is something interesting to me that i've it's (laughs) i typically read it about male actors so i don't know if like women just don't talk about it but like the mental toll or just the toll in general that some movies take on some people is very interesting. Like just the idea of acting in a certain um, mental state. Like, I wonder what that does to a person.
1: I would assume it changes them depending on the role. I mean,
0: well, the what I'm thinking I- of is I'm always thinking of hereditary, but that's what I'm thinking of is Alex Wolf talks a lot about how that movie did bring him to a really dark place. So interesting. So after the scene, um, he starts, or he finally gets home and he starts to journal his feelings on the internet, which is already a bad idea. And he's drinking. It's just not great. And I thought, I wondered if this was actually real, like the fact that he would blog and then come up with this app where you find you pick who's hotter, like among two women. And it actually is true. He did that. (laughs) and you can find some of the like journal entries that he made. And I did a little bit of a deep dive into face smash itself or face mash. I keep calling it face smash, but it's face mash. Um, And I mean the, the app itself, it's like, it's kind of explanatory, self-explanatory in the actual movie. But the thing that I found while I was looking it up is that, it was brought up during that do you remember that one congressional hearing that Mark Zuckerberg oh, was in? Yeah. <laughs> the infamous congressional hearing where all the congress people were just basically asking for IT help to How the, founder of, <laughs> yeah. of the founder of CEO. Yeah. The founder of CEO. Okay, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Let it fucking slide, Anthony. Um yes, the founder of CEO of Facebook. But <laughs> I have a quote from it that made me laugh very hard. So, somebody, so one of the congressmen asked if it, if the app of like Facemash was still around, and so he answered, "No, congressman. Facemash was a prank website that I launched in college in my dorm room before I started Facebook. The claim that Facemash was somehow connected to the development of Facebook, it isn't. It wasn't. It actually has nothing to do with Facebook." wild
1: (laughs) letting the the record
0: I and people were like I think in in the article it was like somebody brought a face face mash and it was a sore spot for Zuckerberg and I'm like yeah I mean first of all that whole fucking thing was a sham (laughs) very very funny all right I, I would like to think that congressman that asked him that, that their only research on him was watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and so we switch, this is when we switched to the deposition for the first time, um, and specifically the one where Eduardo was suing him. And I don't think they mentioned that at all up to until this point, and that is one thing that I fucking love, and that I didn't realize that they did that, that they switched over to, that scene so early in the movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, di- I didn't write down what they were like talking about, but they just switched over to it. Um.
1: I think my only note, which, um, well, I had two notes uh, for this movie because I knew you were going to do a lot. I almost yeah. didn't do any, but my first note is whenever, because he blogs, obviously, it's right after his breakup with Erica. He blogs about her, says some mean stuff about her. And they cut to her seeing that her roommate showing her the blog post. And she's, like, obviously upset. And their dorm room is just straight up open. Like, anyone... Is that a thing? Do people do that? I've never encountered that.
0: That's a thing in movies about college. That's not a thing in college.
1: Just movies, yeah. right? Okay, because I... I don't know why it bothered me, because some guys saw the blog post and things that Mark had said about her.
0: Yeah, they started to make fun of her.
1: Yeah. It's just like, bro, why why do you have it open in the first place?
0: (laughs) Close the door. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a thing. That's just a plot device. But... So, yeah, he makes the app, and then I think in, like, two hours, they crash the entire Harvard network. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then impressive. after, pretty impressive. And then after that, is when we meet the Winklevoss twins, because that him and then or so them and their friend. I forgot his name, but they find out about the app. Um, and just to talk a little bit about the Winkle, the Winklevi, as Mark Zuckerberg uh, refers to them. They're both played by the actor Army Hammer, which when I first watched this movie, I had no fucking clue. Yeah,
1: it's really good. There's only one part where you can kind of tell that they're, yeah, yeah.
0: during the competition or after. Yeah,
1: after the competition. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Yep. Oh, but the other guy is played by Josh Pence, who is a Ralph Lauren model. Um,
1: Ralph Lauren.
0: Did I what did I say? Loren. I think that's how you say it.
1: Really? Uh oh. Either I'm dumb or you're dumb. But
0: either way, who
1: knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it's like said in like fancy speak, but who knows? Loren. Ralph Loren. First of all, I haven't eaten dinner because I was waiting for your bitch ass for like two hours to record this fucking thing. Bro,
1: don't even.
0: <laughs> all right but so josh pence played one of them strictly from the neck down (laughs) that note just (laughs) why did why say it like that that's what they said that's what is said on imgb (laughs) Played one of them strictly from the neck down not loosely okay strictly except for that one part so it wasn't that strict was it Um, His face was digitally replaced with hammers to make them appear identical as the two men are unrelated and look nothing alike. (laughs) The two spent 10 months in twin boot camp to match one another's subtle movements and (laughs) I don't know what that word is. I'm just going to delete it. But just basically to act like each other.
1: 10 months? Yeah. To be strictly... Twins. (laughs) Twins. <laughs> twins.
0: And another fun fact about Josh Pence is he was also on a rowing team in college and even rowed against the Winklevi.
1: Oh, the real ones. Mm-hmm. That's cool.
0: Um, and then after that, we cut to a snippet of another deposition with the twins. I don't know if it's called a deposition. That's what I call them.
1: The deposition phase, I think.
0: Yeah. It, or discovery but I just call it a deposition. I don't know whether, if that's what it's supposed to be called. Um, yeah, so we see that he is also being sued by the Winklevoss twins. Um, and then after that, we cut back to the ad board hearing. And he's just a dick the whole time. And he said that not only... I mean, he apologizes, but he says that he thinks he should be recognized by the board. Because he show, he, was, he basically showed them the gaps in their security. Which, I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: And then, next is your favorite part of the movie, I think. Um, where he gets the infamous note. That says... Oh my gosh. You dick. That's you the dick. That's my second note. Dick.
1: <laughs> That's my second note. Like, <clears throat> out of... It just didn't make any sense. Like, who his character... Who we... It just, I don't know. Like, why did that get to him so much that he had to leave class?
0: Well, for the first time ever, I think I have an answer for you. Okay. Like a legitimate answer. I'm not even, I'm not fucking around. You ready?
1: Oh, oh, you're real. Let's go.
0: (laughs) The note, quote, you dick, that Mark is handed by the girl in in class is a replacement of a more profane word that the MPAA wouldn't approve for a PG-13 rating. Oh. So I don't it didn't say what it was supposed to be, but it was supposed to be way worse than that.
1: So like that's a real thing that he got.
0: I don't know if it was real or not, but whatever cuz it says you dick like you said why is that? Why is that so like life-changing that you have to leave the class? It's not, it was it was supposed to be something else, something so bad that it would have given them an R rating.
1: An R rating.
0: That's what I think. Wow. That's what it said. Because if they would have added something else, then they wouldn't have had their PG thirteen. So if that ha- if they changed the note to whatever it was before, I don't think you would have hated it as much.
1: Man, now I want to know what it is because I, I honestly don't think <coughs> there's something that you could write down on a note to get me to leave.
0: Oh, I could come up with one easily. I'm not going to say it. it now. I'm not going to say it now on the air. But I guarantee I could come up with one that would make you like cry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're not right. <laughs> but like, I'm gonna put you the letter U, <laughs>
0: as- asparagus-looking bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I be broken. Could come up
0: with something pretty, um, pretty damaging.
1: I I don't know I don't take a lot of things Personally
0: (laughs) Yeah But I mean but pair it with like Whatever he did when when he Whoa (laughs) Keep all of this in please Whenever he left and he like Made a show of it where he was He told the teacher like what the answer Was to whatever the fuck he was talking about He didn't even need to be in there anyways So of course he's just gonna leave why are you going to sit in a class that you just know everything about, anyways, for That's no reason? True.
1: Yeah. I'm excited for that class because I got to take that. So I, I didn't. Can you I recreate
0: ca- that? Have Kayla go in, <laughs> sit there, write, you dick? You
1: dick. <laughs> it's my time. No,
0: but you know what be funny? So she does that. You get the note and you leave. the The teacher says the same exact thing, where he's like, "Well, we we already got uh, somebody that surrendered, or whatever the fuck he said." And then you turn around, you say the answer, but then it's wrong. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: you're like E equals MC squared. (laughs) Guys, like what?
1: (laughs) Wrong class. You dick. You
0: dick. (laughs) He writes
1: down "you dick" on the board.
0: So after that, that's when the twins decide that they're going to approach him about their amazing idea, the Harvard connection, which, I mean, it is, I guess it's an okay idea. The way that they were describing it just made me hate them. They're like, what the (laughs) the thing that made me so mad is when they're like, Harvard EDU is the most prestigious Email. I'm like nobody yeah. gives a fuck.
1: It, whenever they were explaining it, I have no idea why. But do you remember Schoolology? No. <laughs> it reminded me of Schoolology. If, no one, if, you, if you if you guys know that you you gotta join the Discord where you talk about Schoolology. It's pretty much the Harvard connection. It's like a social media, but for like an educational social media. So you like. Ugh. Kind of like LinkedIn, but it's for, like, elementary kids, you know? I mean, not elementary, but, like, middle school. People do- older than 13.
0: Well, okay, so... I can, we. I was going to ask you this later, but we can talk about this now. If you want to... I don't know if it would be a debate, because I feel like we agree, but do you think he stole their idea?
1: Um, I don't I th- think so. I think... I don't think he would have had his idea without them.
0: I don't think that means that he owes them anything, though.
1: No, 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 not at all. Like, anyone can hear an idea and come up with something better. And I think that's what he did. But I don't think without them approaching him, he would have came up with Facebook.
0: Maybe, but his idea was, like... So much better. Harvard, first of all, the Harvard Connection. I didn't, I like thought of that when I was writing it down, but I was like, no, that's a stupid name. And I asked Sebastian, what did they call it? And he was like, the Harvard Connection. So I was like, oh.
1: Well, they they changed it to something else.
0: Harvard Connect you or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's such a bad
0: idea though. Because then like, I mean, I didn't go to Harvard, so maybe I don't fucking know. But like, I would never still log into like whatever alma mater I went to I would not I would not give any sort of fucks about logging into to see what my buddies at my school are doing you know what I mean like I guess it's different at Harvard but I just don't see I understand the whole like them wanting to be like an exclusive website but I just don't think that actually I don't think that's sustainable
1: you know? Oh no! And I think that's what what Mark saw. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm taking this and making it way better. Something that they could never do, <laughs> just because they, <clears throat> you need a specific mindset to think like that. Like they just. Oh yeah. They they weren't. They're not capable or at the time. Maybe they weren't capable of thinking like that. Honestly, well, no one also, probably was.
0: And also, if you think about it, like they for them it's like you said for it's a mindset like for them it sounded like such a good idea because they're in the club but even mark for example he has an harvard edu so he could be in it but like he doesn't care about exclusivity he was even in the whole like like just them I, i think it was brilliant the way that they framed that scene where they brought him to the bike room like he couldn't go into the other rooms of their house because it was so exclusive that you couldn't and to them that was such an exciting idea but he was like you're sh- you're showing me a sneak peek but i don't give a shit about any of this yeah you know That was such a good like metaphor for what they were trying to do being like hey c- you can step into the phoenix but hey don't go bad don't go past this door but, like it's <laughs> I guess it's like one of those things where I feel like it would be cool until you stepped in and you're like, "Oh, this is a pool room. There's a there's a pool table. There's a bar and that's it." Like what's so what's so exclusive about this, you know?
1: I I think in a way he did, but he 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 took their idea and and went in a different direction that was way yeah. better. So And they could have
0: never And I feel like too their their whole argument is that he He stole what they could have done. And like he said, (laughs) when he said, like, everybody in this room, including and especially your clients, could have never done what I did. And I think that's true. They think they could have done that, but they already tried and they failed.
1: Yeah. And one of the another famous quote is if you would if you would have invented Facebook, you would have or something (laughs) like that. right?
0: If you could have invented Facebook, you would have invented Facebook.
1: There you go. Yeah
0: oh god sebastian poor sebastian when every line i would like say it under my breath he's like shut the fuck up (laughs) so after that he goes to eduardo and tells him about his idea and then as soon as he tells him about his great idea that's when eduardo tells him that he's he was punched by the phoenix which i'm assuming means that they want him to be in the Mm -hmm. phoenix um And he tells him because he will he asked him to invest because they do make some sort of like they allude to the fact that Eduardo has money because he is able to, like, see weather patterns and like meteorology. So he was able to, like, predict oil prices or something like that. Um, So he made a ton of money. And so he asks him to invest. And it's clear that once like the whole conversation was so funny because he tells him about the idea. Eduardo's so supportive. And he's like, yeah, like, I, I, I'll I'll like put money into your idea. And then he tells Mark about the Phoenix. And the way that Mark responds is whenever Eduardo's about to leave, he says, yeah, you're probably right. It's a diversity thing. Like he, he minimizes his like yeah. news, you know?
1: Yeah, he's a jerk. Jerk for that, man. Yeah.
0: And not a good friend at all. No. I mean, this movie is great evidence of that, but yeah, he's a terrible friend. Um, oh, <laughs> and then the next scene is of them is back in the deposition. And I really love how they're running through the excuses that Mark would email to the twins. <laughs> and it was just an amazing master class of avoiding people. And I honestly respected it. At that point, I would have been like, you know what? You avoided that so masterfully that I can't even be mad at you.
1: Yeah, it was like, i pretty much in the lab all the time. I can't. going to visit my parents this weekend. I can't. All this nonsense.
0: <laughs> and like, engineer shit. Like, I can picture you doing this, being like, oh, I'm in the level. Like, oh, you know what? That's why this triggered me so much, because this is you, and we're trying to record. Can we push to tomorrow? Um, uh, I'm on a call right now. You're probably playing fucking Animal Crossing. Bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was minecraft it was an animal crossing
0: dude i haven't played minecraft in so long i told sebastian that the last thing i remember was like digging really deep into the like earth to get um i think to get like diamonds and so if i logged on now i don't know how i would get out
1: do you have it on on your twitch or no i have you it on the
0: playstation
1: oh i got yeah, like I-
0: really into it but then i just stopped
1: David and I and, and Ricardo and some of our friends, we're, we built, we have like a world and we're trying to get a realm on it so you can just like play anytime. Oh my and God. I've just been getting into it. Honestly, I think you can stream it on Discord. That would be really fun I look into that.
0: I'd watch it. I, lo- I I do like Minecraft. I don't... The thing that Sebastian is like, he was so um, adamant about is that the music is so relaxing and that's why he loves playing it.
1: Oh but my gosh.
0: But I think the one thing that disturbs him about me is that i don't listen to like when i play video games it's on mute and i listen to like music or i listen to a podcast because it just feels weird to like listen to i don't know i i think i forget that animal crossing has a soundtrack to it until he Uh. comes over and plays and he has it like on full volume (laughs)
1: yeah minecraft's all one of the best i mean after halo halo is hard to beat but minecraft has some really good music and i i'm the same way where sometimes if i play a game i'll listen to my own music or a podcast but minecraft it's hard to do that because it's it's really good
0: not for me (laughs) so after that I, i love this scene where um they show how he comes up with the relationship status idea Um, Where his friend is asking him, like, do you know if this girl in your class is single or not? And then right after he's like, I think he says, like, well, I don't how am I supposed to know? It's not like she has it written on her forehead or he says something like that. And then he just starts running away because he gets the idea. Then right after that, the site is live. And then (laughs) I do like also the the scene where the twins friend finds the website And freaks out and, like, trips (laughs) over the chairs during the acapella performance.
1: Yeah, that was Um, really funny.
0: Then he tells them they're freaking out. They weigh their options. They're trying to figure out what to do. And then for this next scene, um, during one of the depositions, it is mentioned that the invention of Facebook made Mark Zuckerberg, quote, the biggest thing on campus that included 19... noble laureates 15 pulitzer prizer winners two future olympians which are referring to um the wink of eye and a movie star can oh well so the one of the lawyers then asks who is the movie star and the response is does it matter but can you name the movie star anthony
1: uh no i cannot who is it
0: natalie portman what? She went to Harvard from 1999 to 2003, and she actually helped screenwriter Aaron Sorkin by providing him insider information about the goings on at Harvard at the time Facebook first appeared there.
1: Because that's when she was going to school there. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, fun fact, indeed. <clears throat> then after this eduardo ruins the party by finally bringing up the idea of monetizing the site which honestly would be one of my first um things that i would think of but i'm i'm not like an i'm not an economics person like eduardo very obviously i'm not but i am a marketing person so it does make sense for me to like if you want to keep feeding this thing it has to like it has to feed itself, you know. Like it has to like create money to put back into it, and but Mark doesn't want to, and it makes sense. I get what his his whole reasoning.
1: I was with Mark the in, that on that argument. I was with him 100%, a hundred percent. You're an engineering a, guy, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> but but l- I get it, you know. Yeah.
0: As we start to add fake ads into our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but they're fake.
0: Yeah they're just for fun But I mean if you like what you hear Then buy some ad space guys Um and then Eduardo finds the cease and desist That Mark did not tell him about Um <clears throat> Which also like it just made me so mad So annoying
1: That he didn't tell him or that he f- That the Winklevi sent that
0: That he didn't tell him Like that's obviously yeah. a really important thing That you should be telling your business partner But whatever um, and then a big old yikes moment happens. After, I'm skipping a little bit, but there's some stuff that's like not important. Um, but Mark sees Erica in a restaurant that they're at, and he goes up to her, which like Ugh. such a bad idea. And she, but I, oh God, I love Erica so much because she perfectly fucks with him by not giving a single shit about what he's doing. She's just Ugh. like, I
1: f- <laughs> he's like, I, have I started with your video game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but the like the first thing was her just like not wanting to talk to him. She's like, "I don't know. I don't want to be rude to my friends." And he's like, "Did you see my website?" And she's like, "No, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about." And then the last line of her <laughs> "Have fun with your video game." Oh, perfect. So good. I that's my favorite I okay, so <laughs> that's my favorite thing in a movie or just in anything when like a woman just perfectly like takes a man down a peg like just making him like so little especially an asshole like him and how he treated her in the beginning uh such a good scene because i hated him (laughs) man
1: it would have been even worse if she wrote down on a note you dick and passed it to him
0: (laughs) oh man have fun with your video game i'm gonna use that now (laughs) have fun with your video game all right. Mm. Oh, and then next we meet pretty boy Sean Parker for the first time.
1: Oh, man. And he's spending
0: the morning with Dakota Johnson. Which I totally <laughs> forgot she's in this movie. I mean, he's the founder of Napster. Anthony, do you know what Napster is?
1: I do. Do you want me to explain what it is? or No.
0: I have I have a little thing, but I just wanted to know if you knew. <laughs> Because it's, it's even before my time, so I just didn't know if you even heard of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: So he... Well, yeah, so let's go into Napster a little bit. I just have a few things about it, but um, it was founded in 1999 as a pioneering peer-to-peer file-sharing internet software that emphasized sharing digital audio files, typically audio songs, encoded in MP3 format. As the software became popular, the company ran into legal difficulties over copyright infringement. I think, namely, the people that were, like, spearheading the the legal fight against Napster. I want to say it was Metallica, but I don't know if I'm just making that up.
1: Is this just an inkling you have, or you remember seeing that somewhere? No, I,
0: like... <laughs> You sound so like mad at me. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, I'm just curious. Are you curious. Just
0: fucking making that up or what?
1: Yeah, no, where I are you spitting so. these lies from, man?
0: Yeah, Metallica versus Napster Incorporated. <laughs> no, they were they were fucking pissed. Um a case that focused on copyright infringement, racketeering, and unlawful use of digital audio interface devices. Um but Napster ceased operations quickly after that and it was eventually acquired by Roxio. Um, but it's it's not a thing now but um a good point that he makes in the movie Sean Parker that I don't I don't think I caught until now where do you remember the scene so the scene I'm kind of jumping ahead but the scene where they first meet and he, it's like the Sean show where he's just like you know uh, whining and dining them, and he is talking about Napster. But Andrew Garfield's or Eduardo, Eduardo says like, "Well, but you guys like went under, right? Like <laughs> Napster's not a thing anymore." And he's like, "Well, are you gonna go buy a town records right now?" Where <laughs> right? he's saying like, it, "He because that's true. Napster changed the entire like music industry. So say what you want about Sean Barker, but he did he did change a lot of shit in the." in an entire industry
1: (laughs) for sure man have you seen his his wiki he's like uh Mm -hmm. or his uh wikipedia page he's i think he's a board member of spotify now
0: i mean which makes sense because like napster that was the biggest thing is that and i do agree with metallica where like there they were it was all for free so they were just stealing music from artists And it is weird because Metallica is probably at that time and maybe even now are one of the biggest bands, so it's weird for them to be like, "We need to get paid." But it is true. So, and you still you still see that with even like how Spotify, I don't know if people use Pandora, but like Apple Music, the way that they are now, I think there's still some sort of legal battles that are happening with like residuals or whatever they call it. Yeah. But thats I didn't look too much into Sean Parker. I do know in this movie that he is creepy as hell.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which I think Justin Timberlake is the perfect casting. This movie has the perfect casting. Well, no, that it doesn't actually. <laughs> I take that back. It has really good casting. It does have a lot of problematic casting though, which we can go into. I don't know if I have anything about that. But... Ooh. um. I can talk about it now. So Eduardo Saverin is actually, I think he's actually Brazilian. Andrew Andrew Garfield is not. (laughs) Um, So that's some whitewashing. But I think that one is already like problematic, but probably the most problematic one is the fact that Max, I think, I don't know how you say his name, Max Minghella. He plays Divya. Oh God. He plays the twins friend. I, I don't know how to say his name. But Aziz Ansari actually auditioned for the for his role because the guy, the actual guy is Indian. Max Minghella that, that plays him, he's white. And so oh. in a New York Times article written by Ansari, he admitted that his audition was horrible, but he didn't like that a non-Indian actor was cast, which I also agree with. Um, yeah.
1: But that- other than
0: those two... The casting is
1: pretty good. Two's too many. What oh, the heck? Oh,
0: yeah. Like, it shouldn't have happened at all, but what are we... I mean, as long as we can recognize that now. And I'm sure they have the actors, but I don't know. Not my job. Um, okay, so after this, the tween... The tweens? Oh, my God. The twins meet with the president of the school, and... I love how much this president does not like them.
1: Yeah, it's so funny.
0: (laughs) My favorite part is when he tells his secretary to punch him in the face. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I don't know, I I guess... I guess if it happened to me, too, I would be also, like, thinking, oh, maybe he'll do something. But then if you actually start critically thinking about what they're trying to do, like, what they're trying to argue, like, he, what the fuck is he going to do?
1: <laughs> yeah. They're just entitled.
0: Oh, yeah. And he makes that clear. <laughs> <clears throat> um, then after this, that's when Eduardo and Mark meet with investors. I think this is when they go to New York.
1: Yeah, they go to New York. Um,
0: and Mark is rude in every single one of them. I think Eduardo <laughs> says he says that he was asleep and he was like, he was actually sleeping. And he said, no, I wish he was asleep.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he does that stupid clicking.
1: No, it's more of a tisk.
0: <laughs> oh, and that guy is actually Aaron Sorkin.
1: Oh, really? Mm hmm. I didn't know that.
0: He, I, I think he said that he didn't want to be in the movie, but, um, the director was adamant that he would be in it, so. That's Maybe. funny. Um, And then, so in every single one of them, he's just very rude, except for the one with Sean. He's very, he's visibly excited for it. And it is fascinating to me like, the, the dichotomy of Mark being so fascinated and admired, and so having so much admiration for Sean and how Eduardo just fucking hates him. But I do think it is iconic of him to tell them to drop the the because he was completely right.
1: The Facebook versus Facebook.
0: Oh, yeah. The Facebook. So dumb. And then after this, the chicken story, also iconic. The fact that so, I mean, hopefully everybody's already seen it. But basically what happened is that I think for the Phoenix Um, Eduardo had to take care of a chicken For his initiation So he took the chicken everywhere Including um, The cafeteria Where he fed the chicken Yeah He fed the chicken Chicken (laughs) (laughs) And he said that he just didn't think It would be that bad But he was accused of um, I think I said forced cannibalism (laughs) Yeah And he was convinced that the twins planted the story and he was just going crazy about it. I just, I love that story so much. Um, (laughs) But then this is when Mark decides he's going to go to California, following the advice of Sean, who told him, you need to go to Palo Alto, man. Um, And I love that he mentions he's going to interview interns. And... When they show him, like, interviewing the interns, they're just drinking and coding or whatever the fuck they're doing.
1: Yeah, that was funny. I wish my interviews were like that. You would be so
0: bad at them. You'd be, like, asleep or something. (laughs) Lightweight. Lightweight. Um. Oh, and so the next scene is the nightclub scene, which is probably one of my favorite scenes because it's so fucking loud. And I think there's so many times when I watch this movie that I was like, I think I said this last time where I was like, "How I didn't, I didn't know you could do this in movies." Mm-hmm. And the fact that the one thing that pisses me off about some movies is is some parts are not realistic and I love that for this nightclub scene they made the music so loud and you could barely hear anybody in the scene but that is so realistic to what it actually is like to be in a nightclub and you're trying to talk to somebody it's so fucking loud and I think I was listening to an interview with I forgot one of the actors or the director where they said that they love Watching that scene in a theater because you could see slowly everybody moving their head closer to the screen, like trying to figure out what they're saying because <laughs> it's so loud. And a fun fact about that was that the music w- it was added in post production.
1: So they're just <laughs> yelling at each other? Yeah.
0: So Jesse Eisenberg and Justin Timberlake had to shout their lines as though they're talking over the music. Eisenberg said it was a challenge not to lose their voices. I mean, it's a challenge to not lose my voice right now, so I can't imagine just having to yell.
1: Especially with so many takes, man. Oh,
0: my God. What a nightmare. Why would they sign on to make this movie? (laughs) It turned out well. It truly does. Especially the next scene, which is when the Winklevi are at the competition, some rowing competition and lose. But this is the scene I was talking about earlier where the music in this scene... This movie just to my when this come out like ten years ago. Yeah, to my teenage self, I was I was so amazed by this movie. Like that soundtrack during that like entire scene, just so fucking good.
1: Isn't that like a a classic song that's in a lot of movies, or just yeah, the way that it is so. used?
0: oh but yeah it was just the way it was used it wasn't i i know that i've that song is very familiar but i just love the way that whole scene just played out and
1: yeah.
0: they still composed it though it's still it, it is i think the music is the same but the way that it was that they like played it
1: mm-hmm. was so
0: different and especially with their style their style is so singular and so fucking good um but yeah, that, that's when they lose. But that's also when they find out that Facebook has started to move into different countries. Because <laughs> I think that's when... That's out, That's directly after Sean tells him that he's going to get him on two continents. Yeah. And so they're in like the UK or... I don't know exactly where they are. I don't know if they say. Um, and after they lose, that's when they find that people in Cambridge and Oxford already have Facebook Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) and then another iconic line where he says let's gut the nerd (laughs)
1: let's gut the friggin nerd (laughs) let's gut
0: the friggin nerd I hate that line so much Um, but that's when they decide the twins I think one of them was holding out he was trying to be a gentleman a Harvard gentleman or whatever the fuck so they didn't want to sue him but then he decides that he wants to
1: gut the Um, friggin nerd
0: yep exactly Oh that's what she should have put on the note. I got you freaking, freaking nerd. nerd. <laughs> um and then I I jumped a lot here but this is when Sean like finds out that Mark is in California and he and this is when Eduardo is about to like come through the door because Mark forgot to pick him up but Sean is holding two cups that he just or two drinks that he just made and he sets them down on a laptop. Did you see that? On a that?
1: laptop. Yeah, bro. I saw that and I just cried. Hello? Hello? Hello?
0: I cannot hear you, Anthony.
1: Olivia. I can't hear you. Olivia. Can you hear me, Olivia? Hello. What happened?
0: I couldn't hear you.
1: I couldn't hear you either.
0: Oh, I said lost connection, but now it's reconnected. All right.
1: Okay, uh, I'll start that over. No, no, no. I, I'll I'll continue because it was uh, it went to me. Okay. Cause you were talking about the laptop thing
0: yes oh my god so triggering
1: yeah i mean <laughs> straight up on a laptop the the amount of condensation that must have gotten there was and extremely upsetting
0: that table had like plenty of room
1: <laughs> yeah The it was he's a dumb dumb
0: Very weird. It just, like, added to how creepy he was for some reason. Like, that's just such a creepy move to put two cups on a fucking laptop. An open laptop, too. Oh, God. And then Eduardo and Mark are just having the ongoing fight about Sean. And he, he like, tells him. I think the thing that makes Eduardo mad the most is that Mark tells him that he doesn't want him to fall behind. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? And the next scene shows Eduardo going to the bank to freeze the bank account, basically a fuck you, which is a problem because right after that is when Mark and Sean actually do go and meet investors and they want to invest half a million dollars into their business. But there's a problem with the bank account. And we switch over to Eduardo who just got back to New York from Palo Alto and his girlfriend shows up, which I mean, that whole thing was so like, it just felt not needed. Yeah. Um, but Mark calls and he's pissed about the whole bank thing. And he was like, well, I needed to get your attention. Um, and she lights the scarf that he got her on fire on his bed. And we never see her again. So I just don't understand that whole point. Um, then Mark tells him about the investment and the office space, and he tells him you need to come back. And <clears throat> that's when we switch over to the deposition, where they ask him. I think his counsel said specifically, "Did you know when you were when you went back to sign like all those papers that you were signing your death certificate?" Yeah, <laughs> Which is such a good line. And then he looks at Mark and he says, "I was your only friend." <laughs> Yeah. which is so fucked up because honestly he was he was his absolute only friend and he was the only guy that was looking after him and the thing that broke my heart too was whenever he was having a meeting with the business guys where he said well mark doesn't care about money but he needs to be protected like he was thinking of him and the fact that mark could do this shit to him oh we'll get mm-hmm. into it but it's fucked um Another fun fact, though, about um, that <laughs> the scene where Mark and Sean go to that one, like, I forgot what it was. It was like a, not a case bank. equity. Case equity. That's what it was. They, Whenever they go to case equity to play whatever prank, the song that's playing in the car during the scene is a song by NSYNC, <laughs> <laughs> which is just, I was going to say Jesse Eisenberg which is Justin Timberlake's uh, boy band but <laughs> I couldn't hear it though so it must have been playing really low or something or at yeah, least I... couldn't recognize the song um, then after that that's when Eduardo's headed back to the offices he says that he thought it was because of that stunt um, but it was an ambush <clears throat> and this scene is my favorite scene of the entire movie because Andrew Garfield is fucking perfect in it. And I mean, I I remember this Oscars year. I think this is when I started to pay attention to just movies in general. And the fact that the like he was not nominated for many things this year was insane to me cuz this scene is so so good.
1: It's a really I, good sequence, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, and did you see um so there's this girl? I forgot the actress's name, but she's been remaking a lot of scenes for movies, and she re- she usually plays everybody in the scene, and she did this one, but she she played Jesse Eisenberg's character and she played Justin Timberlake, but um Dylan O'Brien played Andrew Garfield's character, and he did such a good job, like it was really? so good. I'm gonna send it to you,
1: yeah, please send it so to me
0: fucking good. Um, and maybe I'll put it in our Discord because I highly recommend watching it. He does the voice and everything perfectly, <laughs> and I even saw that. Um, Andrew Garfield doesn't have any sort of social media, but he, whatever that was like going around, I think it started to like trend a couple like a month ago or a couple months ago. Time is non-existent, so I have no idea, but. He liked it so much that he texted Lin-Manuel Miranda about it. And he said that he he said, I don't have Twitter, but I just want everybody to know that I love this. And so Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, screenshotted the text and tweeted it so that he could, like, let him know. I think he said, like, he did he said, like, oh, like he did an amazing job or he was just basically complimenting him for. Like Dylan O'Brien for how well he did in that one scene, but I That's can't so wait funny. for you to watch it because it's insane how good he is in
1: it. Wow!
0: Um, but another thing I love about th- just this entire scene, like I would go beat by beat if I could, but like honestly, you just need to watch the entire thing and just bask in the amazing like blocking acting everything of the scene, especially the way he's like walking and shifting his shoulders. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> another and- thing though is when he bucks at Sean, and the way he like recoils,
1: he flinches real hard.
0: But the thing that I didn't notice until I watched it this time is I, I told Sebastian like right after he does that, and then Sean like, like flinches, like you said, the security guards like walk. They're, like, standing right there, and they do absolutely nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true.
0: They, like, probably also hate Sean, and they're like, ooh, beat the little bitch. Please beat him up. Please.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if we should say why Eduardo is so angry. I don't know if... Are we assuming that everyone has seen it and knows? Oh,
0: you can say, yeah. I don't. Sorry, I... I just, am so, I love that scene so much that I just needed to talk about it. But yeah, I don't know yeah. if I, I don't say it later, so you can mention it.
1: In essence, um, because they got new investors, they had to dilute some of the owner's shares. Um, and I, I think when they originally signed with Peter Thiel's half a million angel investment, uh, Eduardo had like 34%. Uh, everyone else pretty much, like the other owners, like uh Dustin Moscovitz? Yeah, know, he, I don't had, like, he had
0: like six or five or six, six or something. Sean Barker
1: had like six, and uh, I think Mark Zuckerberg had around the same that Eduardo did. Um, but whenever they got new investors, none of theirs were dilide- diluted, so they re- re- like maintained theirs, but uh, Eduardo's was diluted by like on like... To I have 0.03%. The,
0: I have the lines. I, I don't know if you want to do a dramatic reading of it. Go for it. Well, me and you can. Let me see if I can send this to you in our little chat. Oh, no. It didn't do it right. I'll, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> what was Mr. Zuckerberg's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Dustin Mos- Moskowitz's ownership share dil- diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Sean Parker's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Peter Thiel's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. And what was your ownership share diluted down to?
1: 0.03%. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that That scene is also like bone chilling. It's so good. Because I don't think they say... That's like the first time they say exactly the exact amount that it was diluted down to. And when I first watched it, I was like, fuck.
1: (laughs) To go from 30%...
0: Dude.
1: To like... uh, That's ridiculous. How messed up. I was such a a bad friend Mark was, man.
0: Dude. Man, Ugh, man, I'm. We should have been in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Even though I messed up those lines many a times, but we would have had like that would have been that's one take out of ninety nine. We could yeah, have gotten we, it down.
1: Yeah, I could have definitely added more of a pause on my point zero three percent, but I mean, eighty eight takes. Like later, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. <laughs>
0: and then after this that's when this is when like the movie is starting to settle down a little bit and oh yeah I didn't even mention that Rashida Jones is in this movie Um, but she tells Mark that it's just better to settle and she also has an amazing line to him whenever she's about to leave where she says you're not an asshole Mark you're just trying so hard to be yeah God I love these little like snippets that people give him where they're like just fuck you oh I skipped so
1: much you did you uh, skipped Sean's little little excursion
0: oh yeah I scrolled down too much of my notes but yes so before that um, Sean just like he loves to just make the absolute worst decisions and he does so he is found with drugs and interns that they they don't say exactly how old they are but they're at least not 21 Um, and then once Mark gets the call of what happened The look on his face where he just is, like, realizing what's happening and the mistake he's made in choosing who to trust is just a perfect little scene. And the way he closes his little flip phone, so Mm -hmm. dramatic. (laughs) But, yeah, sorry. That's when she tells him, you're not an asshole. You're just trying so hard to be. Um, Because he is. I think that's a really good... Aaron Sorkin does a really good job of boiling his characters down into one line. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then after this, he goes to Erica's page and he friend requests her. And I do, I love this scene of him refreshing and the music playing. I don't know. I should have found what the song is, Um, but it's such a good scene.
1: Good, good way to end a movie.
0: And I also love a good, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's basically explaining like what happened after everything um but with text so the things that happened were that the twins got a settlement of 65 million dollars and then they placed sixth in the olympics eduardo was restored to the masthead and got an undisclosed settlement all of them i think had to sign nda so like we'll never know how much he got basically um and in the movie, it said that Facebook was valued at $25 billion. But Anthony, do you want to guess the net worth of Facebook as of July 10th, 2020?
1: I'd say around $200 billion.
0: $698.23 billion.
1: Wow. So I was close.
0: <laughs> I think you and Sebastian guess the same.
1: That's only a third yeah. of what I... <laughs> Of what it is, so it ain't bad.
0: It also says that he was the youngest billionaire at 23, which used to be true, but is now... Can you guess who is the youngest billionaire?
1: Billionaire? No clue.
0: Kylie Jenner. Oh. That was a big controversy because people... She was, like, on Forbes or something, or it said she's the youngest self-made billionaire, and people were like, well... She's (laughs) (laughs) self-made. Um... Alright, so let's do... Do you want to do fun facts or do you want to do like overall thoughts first?
1: Uh, It doesn't really matter to me. I don't really care.
0: Let's do some fun facts.
1: Fun facts, yeah.
0: Mark Zuckerberg originally planned to never see this movie, but he ended up taking several of his employees to see it and later remarked that, despite some of the film's inaccuracies, they got his clothing right. (laughs) He said that all of the clothes that he wore that... Uh, jesse eisenberg wore in the movie is almost exactly the like the garments that he wore like can you imagine that just like having a movie made about you and like they get the clothing so right that it's almost exactly what you used to wear (laughs) in college
1: what that'd be crazy
0: the amount of crocs on your movie anthony would be insane
1: they wouldn't have enough honestly
0: (laughs) um Oh, Shia LaBeouf himself turned down the role of Mark Zuckerberg. Can you imagine that movie? Ugh. Oh, that would have been good. I think I would have liked him, too, in it. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if he would have been as good, but I think he would have been pretty good.
1: Debatable. I don't know.
0: It's hard. Well, it's hard to see because now it like we know it as Jesse Eisenberg. um, In Zombieland... Jesse Eisenberg's character said that the best part of the zombie apocalypse was not having to worry about updating his Facebook status. While making that film, Jesse Eisenberg had to ask the, have the directors and cast explain to him what a Facebook status was. What the? <laughs> um, my last fun fact is that David Fincher, who is the director, his favorite line of the film is, I'm just checking your math on that. Yes, I got the same thing. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that was that was funny because they're always <laughs> oh, They're trying to see how much Eduardo put into it, and it was eighteen thousand plus a thousand.
0: So that'd be nineteen thousand. <laughs> like, is writing it down? Wait, let me check on that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have? I think I said my favorite scene and my favorite line. Do you have a favorite scene or line?
1: Uh, I really like uh, whenever. What's it called? Uh it's like at the beginning of the movie, whenever they say what is it? He says he asks one of the lawyers, like, is did Erica really say all that about me? And then she's like one of the lawyers says, like, oh, she was under oath, so, yeah. <laughs> and then he says, well, I guess that would be the first time anyone lied under oath. I don't know, I really <laughs> like that line. A lot of a a lot of one. the lines that he said during the, the depositions were funny. Like, whenever he... The ones for the Winklevoss twins. Oh, when after was, the
0: lawyer asked him if, he's, if he has his full attention.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a good... Oh. But also the the end, I uh, really like the when Eduardo <laughs> smashes his laptop when he's wired in. That that's a good one. That whole scene.
0: <laughs> like, sorry, I forgot my. What did he say? I forgot my uh,
1: Prada and my the Prada cleaners. And the
0: cleaners and my fuck you flip flops. You pretentious asshole. Ah, oh, so good. I I also and, love. I mean, we can't forget. Good luck on your video game.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. That's a classic. <laughs> that's a good movie. Uh, so good. Yeah. Well,
0: the one thing I did want to talk about that I wrote a little thing. <laughs> Cause I was like thinking about it at work today. Like the one thing I keep going back to is this, this idea that, so there's this one, I guess I should have sent it to you, but there's this one, um, not article. Like, interview that happened with Mark Zuckerberg, like, right after this movie came out, like, maybe a year after it came out, and people asked him if he'd seen it. And he said that the the biggest issue he had with the movie was that it sort of gave this perception that he – the only reason he built Facebook was to get girls – And he was like, well, I don't he he gave this whole like really pandery answer where he was like, why can't we just I feel like in Silicon Valley, like we just we just like to build things and everybody started clapping. And I was just so annoying because like I first of all, to like boil down this movie to the fact that. Aaron Sorkin, or just the writer of the of the book that is based on, thinks that he did this to get girls is so minimalizing to the actual story because I didn't think that at all, and I don't think this movie does that at all because he like he tries to give the example of or the fact that the the woman that he's married to now he actually dated and started dating before he even invented Facebook, but. Like movies like this are of course going to take liberties with most of the plot to make it interesting. So there's going to be inaccuracies, but to me the thing that makes his like argument about the movie invalid is just the existence of face mash, you know? Mhm. Like, he obviously has some sort of issue with women if he's going to... Because the whole farm animals comment that they go back to, he actually made that comment. (laughs) He actually wanted to, like, compare women to farm animals. So, like, while it may not have been the reason for him to start Facebook... I just I don't buy that it was just him wanting to build something, you know, like and especially how he's going about it now, it just doesn't feel like that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you what you feel about this uh,
1: I don't know, like there's just so much uh I don't know it's hard because I've never come up with a good idea, like Facebook, you know, but uh. I feel like there's so much that that uh, went into into it I mean there was obviously I mean like I said I think that without the Winklevoss twins Facebook probably wouldn't exist so there's that there's wanting to create a place where he would he's kind of the leader he's the leader of the the final club that is Facebook I feel like there's a lot of things that go into it. And I'm sure at one point he might have thought, like, I could get some girls out of this. I mean, there's a part in the movie. Obviously, it's not completely realistic where Edward is like, oh, we have groupies. And he, he like, (laughs) just kind of smiles at that. But
0: I don't know. I just, I think I reject the fact that he's, like, he has this, like, holier-than-thou sort of... Idea that, well, we just like to build things. Like, okay, a builder's like, gonna build. I don't know. It just oh, and I, I I did write on the homepage of face mash He put where we where we let in for our looks. No, will we be judged on them? Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Which he said he's a douchebag. I think he is. Like like what Rashida Rashida Jones character said is. The whole, like, you're not an asshole. You're just trying so hard to be. Like, I feel like that is... I mean, I don't know him, obviously, but this movie's characterization of him, I don't think it's just boiled down to, oh, he just started Facebook to get girls. Like, I, that, that's not what the movie was about. I, I can't really comment on what he actually started Facebook for, but this movie, what it showed to me is that he's just somebody that... He has... A, he, he's, he's somebody that tries to act like he doesn't have an ego. But he does. Everybody does. So it's very weird to like, I don't know, to act like you don't care about money. You might not care about money, but you care about your site being popular. You know, like you care about Mm -hmm. all these things. But it doesn't like it's like he he likes to think that him not caring about money or whatever makes him above everybody. But he at the end of the day, he's still some guy that's jealous of the other guy that Rose Crew. So like he ain't better. Sure, he likes to build, but like, come on. Yeah, overall, amazing movie. Love it.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way.
0: It was really fun to revisit, so I'm glad you picked it. You're welcome. This next one, though, I'm not gonna <clears throat> I'm not gonna pick one that we are revisiting. It's actually not only is it new to us, but it's very new to like probably everybody. Let me find a synopsis of it.
1: Bro, you're gonna say parasite, aren't you?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's actually like it like new as in it came out last week, maybe.
1: Oh, I think I know what you're talking about.
0: We're gonna watch The Old Guard on Netflix.
1: Oh my gosh. What? Say your little synopsis.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Nothing, just go.
0: All right. The Old Guard on Netflix. Four undying warriors who've secretly protected humanity for centuries become targeted for their mysterious powers just as they discover a new immortal. I I picked this movie for a specific reason, though. For one, I just love Charlize Theron, and she's... Um, the, I, I don't know if she's the main character, but she's on the poster, so I'm assuming she's the main character. But from what I've been reading, somebody can... I'm trying to see if I can fact check myself, but somebody can fact check for me. But I think this is the first movie, first comic book movie that is directed by a black woman. I think that's
1: true. Oh, wow.
0: That's what I saw on Twitter. And I trust everything I see on Twitter. Her name is Gina Prince by the wood. By the wood, but like one word.
1: And that's she also so cool. has done
0: movies like Beyond the Lights, which I really love, Love and Basketball, the Secret, uh, the Secret Life of Bees, Before I Fall. Those are some movies in her credits, but yeah, it just everybody's raving about it on Twitter, so that's one of the reasons. But I also thought it was really cool that um, it's not made by some old white man. Yeah. Why did you have that sort of reaction? What do you hate, women?
1: No. Uh- <laughs> dad already saw it and I was watching I think he saw it yesterday last night and I was I caught some of it uh, your description just sounded like Transformers honestly <laughs> not the whole like immortal part but the they used to be here a long time ago whatever
0: it looks I good know. and I I've, like I said like people on at least on my timeline have been raving about it so
1: I'm excited to watch it I didn't know it was a comic, but that's cool.
0: Yeah. It was between this one or I'll give you the other movie I was thinking of off the podcast to see if you want to pick it next time.
1: I think I know which one you're going to say, but yeah, let's do that.
0: Oh, okay. Well... Let's plug the Instagram and Twitter real quick. So we're on Instagram at Brother Sister Show, Twitter at Bro Sis Show. Let us know what you think. Um, make fun of all of the little mistakes we've made, please. Love them. Join our Discord. Let us know what movies you want to watch. All that jazz. Anything else, Anthony?
1: Uh, go to my YouTube. <laughs> uh, at it's Matrev, I think. I don't know, man. <laughs> Let us know in the Discord. Let me know. Uh, I shaved my head recently in the, mo- in the latest one.
0: Maybe we'll reenact um, that scene from the social network. but with Yeah, the we did a good
1: job. <laughs> we did a good job with the... I
0: only messed up a few times, but we have like I said, we have 98 more takes to do it, right?
1: Yeah, good luck editing that.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be like so many cuts in it.
1: <laughs> each each uh, syllable is going to be a different cut
0: yep we're not going to blink that's my whole like uh goal is to make a cut that we don't blink
1: that'd be funny like a whole movie would no one it. <laughs> all
0: right this is getting into weird territory We need to end it now
1: <laughs> okay. thank you guys for listening bye wear a mask